You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hi, and thanks for joining us on another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. My name is Dan Wendell, and today's topic is going to be a retirement reality check. It's going to be looking at a recent survey by Transamerica that is letting people self-assess whether or not they're ready for retirement. And I'm going to bring it back to our last show. Last week, we did a show on the four keys to a satisfying retirement. And today's show, we're going to look at a survey that determines whether or not people are actually doing what they say they're going to do. So we're talking about retirement reality. And to help me with that, oh boy, here he is. I'm bringing him in. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave you some time. I saw what you had there. Uh, Tony, sure. Yeah. Thank you. As you yeah. can see, Tony, what do you think of my background this week? Because you had a problem with it last week to the viewers, <laughs> to the listeners, they don't know what we're talking about. But this week, what do you think? Well, you said we're going to talk about the keys to retirement satisfaction, and I thought you'd do another cheesy key image, uh, the key I'll bring meme. It back. I'll bring it yeah, back. Yeah, don't, please think. don't. No? Last week well, you had the cheesy key image. I was worried you'd just keep that one. Uh, but today I, I get on and you're, we're on Family Feud all of a well, sudden. I don't. Do I not look like Richard Dawson? No. Um, uh, not at all, actually. <laughs> um, all right. So today we're going to talk about a survey that was done. So last ah, show, last the survey week, says, right. Last week we did a spending and retirement survey by the EBRI, which, you know, sure. we fell asleep with that, but it talked about the <laughs> top four drivers of retirement satisfaction. Sure. So we talked about those top four, and I want to bring those back later in the show. But what I'm going to reference today is a different survey. And so the goal of today's show is to kind of see where we are. Like, are people ready for retirement as according to this recent survey? And and the survey ah. is, and here's the name of the survey, Living in the COVID-19 Oh, pandemic. wait, you have to say it again. I couldn't hear All right, you. Here's the name of the survey. <laughs> here's the name of the survey. Was it late? We're not, not going to have to go live. We can't go live. You're not ready. We You're not prime time. Live. We can go live. Oh, my God. Anyway, the health, finances, and retirement prospects of four generations, 21st annual Trans-American Retirement Survey Workers, August 2021. So every year I look at this survey. Sometimes we do shows on it, and this year we're going to. But what I want to focus on on this particular one, because this, pay, this, this research survey thing from Trans-America is really good. Uh, I urge people to take a look at it. It gives nice charts and graphs and so forth, but it asks people questions about a whole sort of things, a whole slew of things. And I'm going to focus on the retirement readiness questions. And then I okay. want to compare it to the satisfaction keys from last show. So I do have the four right here on my top survey says, uh, that should have been what I used last time for the keys, four keys. That is a little, you know, you, <laughs> I'm still hurt. If, if you can't tell, I'm still yeah. hurt by your criticism. Yeah, the clip art you chose last week for your background. 
This week, it makes sense. I'm putting the show up here. So if you haven't seen the show or the clip art, click here, and that'll get you to last week's show. Okay. So what I want to do is highlight the findings from this 60 or 70 page document. And I know you didn't read it, but you don't read your email. So um, that's fine. So I read everything, Dan. So I looked at this and they and they surveyed lots of people, all sorts of people, and they broke them out by boomers, millennials, Gen Z and so forth. I'm not going to get too into the weeds on that, but. What they did is one of the first questions they asked before I get into whether or not people are doing the four keys. Sure. um, They asked about how things have changed as a result of COVID. Has your retirement confidence changed? And the answer survey says no, no, it's mostly. So retirement confidence hasn't changed. Right. And the older you are like the boomers in the survey, they had less change. So they are more confident. The younger well, since you get, when? The less since confident. the last time they did a survey? Has it been years? They just asked, has it changed as a result of COVID? Oh, as a result of COVID, has it changed? Mm-hmm. And people said, no, I'm surprised. They said it, no. And the older you got, the less it changed. So I guess because wow. boomers are already close to retirement. So they're like, if I'm not ready now, I'm never going to be ready. Right. That's the way mm. I think they did it. Sure. Um, 68% feel they're saving enough for retirement. Hmm. That's, uh, I worry about the other. Yeah, I think, well, well, of course we worry about it, but 68% say they're saving enough, but what's enough? What's enough? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Other surveys show that they aren't like or other, uh, the analytics say people aren't like less than like for only 30 or 40% are saving enough, but 68% of the people think they're saving enough. Yes, I think that's the is, key, right? This is the key. This is the key. <laughs> um, 73% are concerned about social security. So I put that in there mm. and this is multi-generational here. Everyone's concerned about it. Um, boomers are concerned because they're on it and they need it. The younger generations don't, they don't have a much confidence in social security. So, but look at that. That it'll actually be there. Right. Right. So I want to, we're going to do a show in the future on the upcoming cost of living increase that we're expecting as well as the confidence of social security. Cause that's always a popular topic every year for us. Um, but they're concerned about social security. I wanted to put that out there. Many are procrastinating Tony. Here's the quote, 43% of those asked identified with this and said, quote, I prefer not to think or about or concern myself with retirement investing until I get closer to my retirement date. So you ask a 30 year old, how you think about retirement? They're going to be like, I don't want to talk about, please. I don't even know what I'm doing this weekend. Right. You know, my brother, one of my brothers called me up and said, Hey, next year, do you want to go? I saw you did Yellowstone. We're thinking of doing California. You want to kind of combine trips and maybe meet up. And I said, I don't even know if I got soccer practice this weekend. Like, I can't think of next year. <laughs> so you got to talk to my wife. She's the one that'll plan yes. it out for next year. Yep, exactly. That's what I would say. Same answer if you ask right. me. So so most, <laughs> ask people procrast- most people are procrastinating, right? Yeah. And yeah. we talked about this in the in the previous show is that, you know, the employer isn't doing it for you like they did for our parents. They're right. not creating the pension. So you have to do it yourself. So if you procrastinate, that's when you start to say, well, I'll worry about it. At least in the past, the employer did it for you. Now 
It's on you. Okay, so they asked people what they need for retirement. How much do you need saved for retirement? Now, we did a show on this. I'll put it up here. That's not the right question. You shouldn't be asking how much you need. You should be asking how much income you need. But again, yeah, ask the question. It's less about the total amount and more about how much income you need each month to live comfortably for the rest That's of right. your life. That's right. Right. So who who estimated they would need the most out of baby boomers, Generation Z, X, millennials? Who do you think said... I need more than because this is the median. So the average, so five hundred thousand is is middle round, middle ground. But there was a group that said they need more saved for retirement. Which group do you think that would be? Boy, I don't know. I, I'm waving. Uh, I, I I can see maybe younger people saying it, but I can also see the boomers saying it. I don't know. I, so I don't know. Says, Millennials. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I have the buzzer. X, X. <laughs> boomers. The boomers said they need 750000 yeah. I knew it was Millen- one or the other. Millennials yeah. said only 300000 Oh, jeez. Um, now, about 20% said they need $2 million or more. Um, but really- The smart ones. The, <laughs> the boomers ones. said they need the most, and they because they're the ones that are living it, so they know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but here, you know, here is the- this is useless. This is quite a useless question. You know, how much do you need? It gets people thinking about retirement, but which is good. Um, for the most part, it's just, I'll, I'll tell you in a second here. Um, uh, see, I have stat on it. Um, how many, how many guessed, how many of what percentage of those people guessed is the question. Uh, well, hold on. Yeah. 99.9. I think I have it somewhere. Oh man, it's a good one. Fahrenheit, ninety nine point nine Fahrenheit degrees. I, I mean, I bet a big percentage 40, of them did. Forty three percent. Um, among among workers who provided an estimate of their retirement savings need, forty three percent indicated they guessed. <laughs> well, those are the ones that admitted. Oh, here it is. I have it right here. I have it on the screen. Forty three percent guessed. So they had no yeah. idea. They just I don't know half a million, seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, I bet more than that even guessed. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. But um, here's another stat. 57% said they plan to work after retirement. Whatever. That, that I believe. I see that happening. You see that happening with people you work with, right? Yes, but I also see that people say they're going to do it, but when they go to do it, they don't, <laughs> right? Well, that's true, too, yeah. You know, the intention is like, oh, you know, I think something like 70% say, oh, I'm going to work part-time or I'm going to, you know, and then they sure. don't. They don't. Yeah. They can't find work, or they just like wait, wait a sec. Yeah. Life's too good. Life's too yeah. good. Well, they yeah. better, and they better be working with a financial services professional like yourself if they end up working after they technically retire, because that can mess up a lot of your retirement income, like Social Security, and you don't want to file for Social Security and then go back to work uh, a year later full time because you'll be making too much, and they'll take social security money away from you yeah there are a lot of implications about going back to work and people don't realize that yep but for the most part they say they're going to do it but they don't yeah although in the survey in the beginning i don't remember i think it was one in six one in six survey said they're going to live to over 100 so people know they're going to live longer 
So they're just planning to work longer. I think they said they're going to work till 65. It used to be 62 was what people said they want to retire. Now it's 65. So people, people know they're going to be working longer. So let's shift over now. Okay. So I, that was just some fun data that I found. I want to focus on the four keys again, going back to the previous show and, you know, know, insert melodramatic clip art comments here. Um, Survey says <laughs> top four so, answers on the board. So the top four answers are on the board, Dan. All right. Do you remember the top answer or the num- one of them? Do you remember one of the keys to a satisfying retirement? One you of can't. the keys to a satisfying retirement? It was, it was seven days pizza? ago, Tony. There was pizza. <laughs> that was, was, that was pepperoni. One. Was that Sicilian, was one. <laughs> mushrooms and onions. Pizza was one of them. You can't. You can't even remember one of them. Healthcare, having a plan, <laughs> having a plan, having a plan. All right, all right, all right. Come I'll, on, I'm gonna, I'm I know these. You I know these. You I don't. know these. I I said having a plan. All right. The first one was having a guaranteed income source. Right. Okay. So in the previous show, we talked about how people feel more satisfied when they have some source of, some source of guaranteed income. So right. in this survey with from Transamerica, they asked what are your income sources planned for retirement? And 82% said they're going to self-fund. Mm-hmm. 66% said Social Security. Now, I don't know why 100% aren't saying Social Security. But well, I think I think it is because they just don't think it's going to be around. They're not banking on it. They yeah, or or they know it's it's not going to cover everything they it's need. So they think, uh, but it is it is one of the guaranteed income sources they need. Right. But it can't be the income source. Right, right. And then the the twenty six percent twenty six percent said company pensions. So they those must have lo- interviewed those lucky, of, lucky, lucky right. people. Right. They must have inter- interviewed a bunch of government, a local government yeah, workers yeah. or federal workers. Because yeah. no one else has the pensions anymore. Right. Only government. So so the key being having a guaranteed source, self-funding, unless they're creating their own guaranteed self-funded pension of sorts, they're going to be satisfied. They're not going to be satisfied. They're right. going to, you know. So the, the 26% will be satisfied. The 66% that can live off of Social Security, I mean, uh, you can't live off of Social Some people can some people can live off of Social Security. Um, I think this is, again, going back to that guaranteed income from last week, people are not satisfied because they just don't have that pension. They, that, so and I don't see that improving. In fact, I see it getting worse. Because not only do they not have pensions, less and less believe in Social Security. So it's going to mm. be terrible. So anyway, yeah. so that was the one key. Another key was debt. Remember... Debt was a killer, and the the difference yeah. between those just barely hanging on and those that are miserable was yeah. those hanging on actually own their home, and versus rent. So, <clears throat> from this recent survey in Transamerica, I looked at one of the quotes here. It said forty nine percent identified with the following statement: "Quote debt is interfering with my ability to save for retirement." End quote. Mm. Like credit card debt that they can't get paid down, the monthly credit card bills, they can't put that money in savings because it's paying down debt. Uh, it's paying off their home or loans. Yeah. Student loans. Student yeah, loans student loans. Here. Student loans and credit card debt are probably the top two. 
Yeah, and there was a, a good chunk of people so they can't even afford to save. Yet everybody's right. thinking they're going to saving enough. Everyone's going to be happy, right? In the beginning, it's yeah. like, yeah, well, I'm yeah. fine. You know, three yeah. quarters of the people, I'm fine. But when you start digging down, half of the people are, are like, ah, I got debt. It just doesn't work, you know. So no, this the self response, you know, is quite interesting. But again, yeah. lack of a guaranteed income, debt is a problem, particularly student debt now. So we're not looking good right now, Tony. We're not no, looking good. Okay. No. The third one was a spending strategy, like you said. Mm. I mean, how how are you going to figure out income in retirement? And yep. only have 30, a plan. Thirty three percent said they have a written plan. Ooh. Now, should a a twenty five year old have a written retirement plan? No. But they should have a, a plan for getting there and, and have it, you know, it would be nice to write it down. Most people, that's in their head. I'm just going to use the company match and I'm going to save. But if they that's have a full-time enough. job, they need they need to be starting to save for retirement. They have to. And if you're not going to have a company pension, it's on you. So you better have a plan. So it makes yeah. sense to start planning early, but people just don't do it. They don't do it. Nope. Um a lot of them are hiring a professional or working with somebody, but it's the older group that are. Although I will say one thing that I found interesting and I want to, um, I want to take a quote here because the next one, let me get to the next one. This was the fourth key professional advice. 39% use a professional advisor yet 65% say they want more Retirement advice from employers. <laughs> we talked about that in the last show. What does your employer give you for retirement advice? The lunchroom breakout session with the, you know. Zero. Go meet with this person. They'll tell you if you should go on target date 2030 or 2040. And that's it. Like, you know, m- people are craving more advice about debt, about financial right. planning, about, you know, investments but only 39% are using an advisor. Now, here's an interesting stat. 39% are using the professional advisor. Which group is using the advisor the most? Which group? Which age group are using? Boomers, Boomers, Generation X, Generation Z, and Millennials. Which which one? Millennials. What? Millennials. That doesn't make sense. They are claiming... This is all self-reported. They are saying they use it more than boomers. Uh, it goes millennials, baby boomers, Generation X, and Generation Z. That's weird because I know a lot of financial advisors, and they tell me all their clients are 55-plus or 50-plus. Well, you because you, you, you deal with a lot of financial advisors like me that specialize in retirement for people close to retirement. There are a lot of advisors that are focused on growth, and, and they'll – uh, so investment. Yeah. So millennials like the idea of having a broker, an investment broker, probably they're talking about right. just putting money in stocks or and trading. I would, I would say that a lot of them use robo advisors. I do. Yeah. I use yeah. that for my younger clients, actually for all sorts of clients, but for the younger clients, I tend to lean toward the cheaper robo advice for investment management, as opposed to the active so, um, I think the younger crowd, uh, but I was very surprised to see that the younger crowd is more in tune to using outside help from professional. 
Hmm. That so. that it that does surprise me. I would have thought it would be boomers because they're the ones that are like, oh my gosh, I need we need help. We're gonna retire soon. I don't know. I think boomers also think they know everything. A lot of them. You know? <laughs> right. That's what I thought about millennials, though. <laughs> but see, I'm I'm in a great spot. I can just sit here and point fingers because I'm Gen X and we're perfect. You know, we've got no issues. So. Uh, I I can just go all those millennials, all those boomers. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in the mix too. I think I'm Gen X too. You are. Uh, um, So again, you know, the, the idea that people want more advice, Mm -hmm. but they are only, because what happens is people don't want to hire a pro necessarily because it's not very easy necessarily. And, 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 Maybe you just need a little bit of advice. Hey, what do I do? Should I take this 401k loan to pay off debt? Like that's a conversation that you need to have a pro talk to you about, but the employer is not going to step in there and do it. Right. So it's a tough one, but overall, Tony, to conclude, um, let's get this. Let, let me, I put some, I put my thought on here. Um, uh, where is it? Well, I think here we go. Well, this is conclusion from last week was that you can focus on those four. But this time I'm saying that I think based on the survey results from Transamerica, people are overconfident in their retirement planning capabilities. Yes. We did a show maybe two or three years ago. I'll put it up here about how retirees are, are overconfident Mm. when it comes to investing. I think people in general are overconfident in their retirement planning capabilities. Um, we know what to do. So the last week we, we talked about these four things, but people just aren't doing it and they're not doing it because their employers aren't helping. The employers aren't helping enough. And, you know, I'm not saying people need handholding. They, the handholding helps. We know that it helps. Oh, sure. Financial yeah. handholding helps. But the employers aren't doing it. And I think if the employers did it or at least pushed it more, that would go a long way to helping. And so basically maybe a solution is for employers to bring in someone like yourself uh, on a, on a reg, like a biannual basis or regular basis to meet with the employees and then they can that you do an overall presentation about retirement planning and income planning and investing and then uh people who are interested can set up individual meetings with you and the employee covers a portion of the costs yeah i think that's a great idea i've done these i've gone to companies and i've talked to them and said you know here you're and it's been the employer that's asked me to come in and said Mm -hmm. "I, i forget i forget there was one in St. Pete that I brought in. I went in. It was something terrible. It was like 15% of the people were actually using the 401k match. Oh, oh. And I was like, that that can't be true. And then I went and they showed me. But the reason being is a lot of the workers were young and transient. You know, it was like a, sure. you know, uh, uh, they were coming and going. So it's like, oh, I'm not going to bother putting in the 401k. I don't plan to be here very long. Sure. But, um, but you make a point is, you know, it's not necessarily that people don't believe in the pro- professional advice. They just don't have easy access to it. So if employers made it easy, added it as a benefit, 
and I'm not just talking, all right, we're going to have someone in the conference room, you know, go talk to them about your 401k, but take it a next step and say, Hey, part of like, you know how they do wellness with the health insurance. Hey, if you, if you do this survey or carry this Fitbit around, we'll reduce your premiums. That might be something. Hey, if you go to this financial planning session, we will increase the match. Ah, there you go. go. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, and there's a, there should be a we'll match up to 10% if you're getting financial advice. Otherwise it's the crappy right. three or whatever. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't have to be financial advice for someone selling a product. Hey, I'm not going to go in there. Hey, you have to hire me to, to manage your portfolio or you, you have to buy this product from me, mutual fund, whatever. It mm-hmm. should be just someone like, you know, giving advice to say, Hey, here's the top five things that you need to do. Yeah. Here's what, here's look at your, if I'm looking at your benefit plan, here's what I would do as a pro. Now, if you have, does anyone have questions? You know, I think that would be useful. So the conclusion yeah. is that this survey is showing from Transamerica that people believe they're doing well for retirement, but the reality is different as we see. But yeah. I do want to point out the last piece, which is, and they didn't ask this and they don't, and this is my general observation is people fit. They sleep in the bed they make. People don't, you know, if you don't save enough, you're not going to, you're going to live within their means. You have no choice when you retire. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, you keep working and you don't retire. So I think, I think it all works out in the end, but why not improve it by doing a few of these things that. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. And who wants to take a pay cut in retirement? I don't. Right. No. So no. Yeah. I want to be able to live comfortably in retirement. I want to be able to host the game show and take my shoes off and have people wear my shoes. Right? Isn't that what Richard Dawson used to do? I remember watching. And now that it's as a Steve. Kid. What's his name? The who hosts Steve it Harvey. That Steve guy's Harvey. Hysterical. Yeah, yeah you I, look. Was, you look more like Steve Harvey than you do Richard like a, Dawson. He's got. Yeah, he's got that big smile. Right. Uh, he does. He does. He's. Awesome. He does that deadpan stare too. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> when they say something dumb or offensive, <laughs> he's. I'm going to start doing anyway. that on you. So, all right. Well, Tony, thanks for a good show. show. You know, um, I think what would have been a good way to to break the groups down in this is to say the people who have no idea who um, Richard Dawson is. Those people, are, yeah, are, you know, yeah, those, the Steve Harvey uh, people right. and the Richard. There was a guy Dawson in between. People. I figured the guy in between, but you know. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I don't all right. Remember a guy in between? There was a couple. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. All right. All right, Tony. Thanks for a good right. show. Thanks yep, for not thanks, picking on my clip art this week, and we'll 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 catch up next week. Maybe. I like it this week. The top four answers on the board. I love that. Yeah, I should have done it last week. Anyway, survey says. Bring in the kids. See you later. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.